Thank you, John. Thank you, the youth. And first of all, I, I love hearing youth camp reports and testimonies. That was awesome. It's been an awesome year for hearing things God has done. But I do want to say, uh, ask youth a question. So what do y'all what do y'all think about that John Tanner over there? What do y'all think about that dude? They're, I'm some of them like, okay, all right, yeah, no, no. We love we're we're blessed to have John and his family. Um one thing I appreciate about <clears throat> appreciate about John and how he leads our, our youth. You know, the youth camp, they kinda of have their focus and theme and all that and you know, it's really easy to just kind of get the kids, uh, get the youth to camp, and all right, here you go, go do your thing. But John always wants to take them the next, the next level, the next step. And so they kind of always, he always works together and gets that extra material and that, you know, additional emphasis and all that. And that's why they have, uh, you know, the, working on the one step and they had their theme verse. And he had that, he was really focusing on taking them beyond just what was going to be at the camp, but doing even more. And I love that. And I just, I, mean, I love this one step. Uh, that was, you, know, you see the logo and the shirts and the theme and the, all that. That's awesome. That's what a great reminder. Um, it's something that all of us need. That in any given moment, no matter what we're facing, even if we think we're so far away from God, we are one step away from doing God's will. I mean, even if I've been living way off from God, every moment I got a chance to say, okay, God, this is the step you want me to take. This is living in your will. But we've got to do that consciously. We've got to under, know, knowingly make the steps for, for Christ. And I love to see the youth come back and the T-shirts and the verses and the, 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 all the things that were on there. This was the step I took. This is my commitment. This is the plan. That is awesome. I mean, just what a blessing to see. In fact, I'm jealous because you guys got all that and the rest of us didn't. We missed out. So, with that in mind, although I really want the testimonies and the things you guys heard this morning to stand as our message this morning, I want to quickly have all of us be reminded of this theme verse that they were looking at. So they focused that, that one-step theme around Luke 9.23. If I put the verse up for us real quick this morning. I, I know you know these words, but I want us to look at them just one time together. It says this in Luke 9.23, Then he said to them all, Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. Now, you know those words because Jesus spoke those words on many occasions. I mean, that's kind of one of his theme statements. You're going to follow me, deny self, take up cross daily, follow me. And we need that reminder, and that's where they got to camp, of going, hey, what are the things, what are the steps you need to take? He said, if you want to be my disciple, Jesus said, if you want to claim my name, if you want to say that I am a Christian, I, I have Christ in my life, then there's things, you've got to follow me. But following me is not just the easiest thing in the world, you've got to do some things first. Now, I want you, some of the words that this verse reminds us, they're not maybe always fun words, but they're ones we need to hear. I'm going to be brief with this, but I want you to hear, because we all need a reminder of the one step that you and I can take. So Jesus said, if you're going to be my disciple, and if you want to follow me, you've got to do first, you've got to deny yourself. See, that's where a lot of people have a hang-up, isn't it? They think, oh man, to be in the Christian club, that I've got to say no to everything. I've got to just completely deny myself everything. In fact, while Peter and I were on vacation, we met a young man at the place we were staying in, 
he was sitting talking with us, and he asked what I did for a living. He said, I'm a pastor. And he goes, oh, well, that's wonderful. He said, I'm a Christian too. And he said, my, my dad's a Christian. He said, my dad's a really good Christian. He said, my dad's at church all the time, and he does everything the Bible says to do. He goes, but me, he said, I'm young, and i got a young family, and, you know, I, I like to go out. I like to party, and I like to have fun, and I like to do stuff. But I know that one day, I'll get, when I'm a little older, I'll do what my dad has done, and I'll, I'll really start to do all the things I'm supposed to do. And I said, boy, do we need to talk. You know, I mean, it's the, he had the kind of the part-time Christian mentality. He was saying, well, to follow Christ, to be a Christian, of what these other examples, i got to deny myself. I can't do anything fun. I can't have a good time. I, I mean, there's I just constant denial. And that's how he was seeing his view of Christianity, of like, once I've got all the fun stuff done, oh, then I'll try to, then I'll be a good Christian. Then I'll do what God has me to do. And he didn't get it. So when Jesus is saying, if you're going to be my disciple, if you're going to follow me and you're going to deny yourself, it's, that's not the picture, youth and adults, I want you to understand this, it's not the picture of someone who has to say no to everything. A, a Christian is not someone who, who just sits at home all day and does nothing. I mean, Jesus lived life, right? He was out there doing and being with people and enjoying the things of life. It, when he says deny yourself, he's not saying you have to say no to everything and no fun. What he's saying is this. He's saying that to be a disciple of Jesus Christ, to follow him, means to daily say, not my will, but yours be done. It's what Jesus said himself. He's, he's speaking to the Father. He knows the plan. He knows how to follow God. But he's saying, I, it, if it's... If this can pass for me, please, but not my will, but yours be done. To be a disciple of Jesus Christ means I'm going to wake up every day and say, you know what, I know I'm going to want to do certain things, but the choices I make and the places I go and all the things I do, I'm going to let it be decided not by what I want, but what I know Jesus wants for me. You follow Jesus, I promise you, you're going to have a fun, exciting life. I mean, he'll take you to all kinds of places and you'll do things you never imagined. It's not a boring life of self-denial. It's a life of saying, you know what, my choices, my life, my actions are not my own. You, say, you wake up and say, today I give permission to God to, to rule the things that I do. It's the maturity. It's the maturity that comes in growing in Christ. It's what the youth get when they go to camp. I love Kate and talk about the, the wilderness experience. That's what it is getting away from all the other influences, all the other things, and saying, all right, God, I'm yours completely today. What do you want me to do? So Christ says, if you're going to follow me, if you're going to be my disciple, you're going to deny yourself in the place of how you decide to live. That your life is no longer your own. You forfeit your choice to say, I want it to be God's decision. But Christ also says, take, uh, says deny yourself and take up your cross daily. So that's, that's where the other, a lot of people get lost right there too. You go, man, you mean to be a Christian, not only do I have to say no to doing everything, I've got to deny myself everything, but I've got to take up my cross. I've got to carry the burden constantly i gotta live self-sacrificially constantly i gotta you know be under the weight of of the cross jesus took the cross for us 
When Jesus says, take up your cross daily, you know what he was saying? He was saying, you need to do the thing God has called you to do and do it daily. Jesus' purpose on this earth was to go to that cross, to die for our sins, and then to be risen again. You look at Jesus' words and his teachings and all the time. He knows he's heading to Calvary. He sees the cross off in the distance constantly. He knows he's going there. He's talking about the hour and the day. The cross is his purpose. And daily, he takes up his purpose of heading towards that cross to die for our sins. What he's telling us is you take up your cross daily is you need to take up the responsibility of what God has called you to do, and you must do that daily. So that commitment you've made, you say, I'm going to live like this. I'm going to go into missions. I'm going to go into ministry, or I'm going to, you know, do these things a different way. Whatever commitment I make, whatever step that I'm making to God is this is what God has called me to do, and I'm going to recommit that thing daily. I like how one author put it. He says, people who don't know where they're going often end up where they don't want to be. I want to know where I'm going, and I want to have reached that place not by my own decision, not by my own will, but because I know what God wants from me. Because I denied myself, that I didn't choose my path for my life. I didn't choose how I was going to live my day. But I woke up this morning to say, God, my life, my day is yours. And here's the purpose you've called me to. Here's the commitment I've made. And I'm going to recommit that thing today and tomorrow and the day after that. And youth, I really want you to hear this. Because some of you really made a decision at camp. I mean, it may seem like a big thing. It may seem like a little thing. It doesn't matter. You need to make that commitment again today. You'll need to make it again tomorrow. Whether it's going into ministry or just a change of an attitude or commitment to be in your word and prayer. I don't want you to think that you can just one day at camp say, all right, I made that decision and that you're set from then on. You've got to get up every day and take up that cross of what God has called you to do. You've got to do it today, tomorrow, the day after that, every day saying today is not my day. It's the Lord's day. Today is not my life, it's the Lord's life, and I'm taking up what God has called me to do. And he says, what does Christ say? He says, deny yourself. It means I'm giving up my responsibility and my right. Take up your cross. Accept the responsibility of what he's called you to do. And he says, follow me. That's the hard part, right? That's actually where the step comes in. See, I can wake up today and say, all right, God, today my life is not my own. My decisions are not my own. My commitments are not my own. They're yours. And today, God, I am committed to the things you've called me to do. I've been called to preach the word. So, all right, God, today it is. But then there's a place, there's a moment, there's a time where I've actually got to step. I've actually got to follow. That's the hard part. For a lot of people, that's the scary part. That's where a lot of people fail. God, I know I should do these things. You say, all right, God, you're speaking to me. You're telling me what I need to do. You're telling me what I need to change. You're telling me what I need to commit to. So, God, the the maturity that's coming forth, I'm going to commit to these things. But guess what? When you commit an action to God, I promise you, there'll come a point where he says, okay. The The time for words are over. It's time to step forward 
in faith and go, oh, wait a minute. You mean I told you I was going to do these things and I actually have to do them? Yep. And it's scary because like you're, I mean, you're at the edge. Can I, can I really, really do it? It's the, when the rubber meets the road of am I really going to take the step forward and follow Jesus? I've seen a lot of people just frozen in fear of that moment of really following, really making the commitment of, and not just by words, not just even by testimony, but actually following through. I know it's scary, but I want to remind you of this, and this is really what I want to leave you with this morning, is that God is never going to call you to a place of commitment. He's never going to call you to a step of action where he doesn't have your best interest in mind, in heart. He's not going to, the word tells us he doesn't plan to harm you. He's not going to put you in a place, in a situation that is, is you're going to come out worse for it. Did I say everything's going to be easy? No. But God, if God's leading you somewhere, you can have confidence that he's going to take care of you in that place. It's kind of like this. Yesterday, uh, my fam- we had kind of a family fun day. You know, I said, Penny and I were on vacation for a week, and we got back. We've been trying to have fun with the kids. Uh, only re- reason we came back was for the kids. You know, we would have stayed there for another. No, we came back for you guys, too. But <laughs> No, we, uh, we want to have some fun with the kids. So yesterday, you know, we had Saturday off, and after the morning rain, it turned out to be pretty good weather. So we took the boys, and we had some friends with us, and we went out there to Hurricane Harbor, the big water park over in Arlington. You, I'm sorry. It's wet and wild. I grew up back in the day that was wet and wild. I still call it wet and wild, all right? They changed, I don't know why they changed that name. Anyway, so we went and had fun with the boys. The boys had never been there. And I knew they were going to love it. And they get there and they see that big wave pool and the lazy river and all the rides. And they're just, they're just losing their minds. Like, oh my goodness, this is so fun. So we get out there and we get all the stuff in order. And we get, you know, we're having fun. And we do a couple of the small things. Well, see, Peyton, who's nine now, I mean, he's really starting to get brave. He'll do all but the biggest of the big. You know, he, any water slide, I mean, he wants to get on that thing. He wants to go and have fun, and he's a confident swimmer, and, you know, he, he really loves that. Parker, you know, who's just turned seven, he's not quite as sure. You know, like, I kind of want to do it, but he's, you know, not as adventurous. So after we got there uh, yesterday and we did a couple things, I said, boys, let's go do some slides. Now, I took them over to a pair of slides that I, they've been there been so long, I was doing it when I was their age. They've been there forever. Now, I knew these couple of slides were going to go on. They were nothing for Peyton. I mean, he would jump on them like that. But I knew they were bigger than anything Parker had done. Now, they weren't all that huge or fast or had drops. or anything, But for, to him, I mean, they looked just massive. He had never done quite something that big. And so when I go over there, I said, here's the slides we're going to do, boys. And when Parker looked up, he couldn't see where the top of it was. Uh, he's like, you know, Peyton was like, yes, I want to do it. And Parker's like, yes, I want to do it. You know, and, and so I know he's put on a brave face for dad. You know, we walk up the steps and we're, you know, we're trying to keep a good attitude. And uh, I could tell Parker's a little nervous. So we're, oh, this is going to be great. And this will be fun. And, and Peyton's like, hey, I can't wait to go. I'm ready to go. Parker's like, uh, are you sure it's okay? You know. And we get up there, and we get to the front of the line, and, and so I said, all right, I'm going to let Peyton go first. So Parker said, he'll be at the bottom waiting for you, and I'll go last. And so, you know, we get there, and Peyton sits down to the slide, and the little green light comes on, and psh, there he goes. 
And so this time, I mean, Parker's got real quiet. And when he's real quiet, I know he's really struggling. So, you know, and so he sees the slide and, you know, the slide turns and you can't see what happens after that. He doesn't know. It's like mystery, right? And I, you know, take him over there to the, where you sit down in the slide. Well, I walk him over there and my little boy, my little seven-year-old, sitting down in the slide and I said, hold on right here. And I'm sitting right next to him. And the green light comes on and he doesn't move. And I, and I said, Parker, you ready to go? And he looks up at me with those big eyes, and he goes, ah! You know, just crying. I mean, crocodile tears. No! Ah! You know, just can't, can't stand it. And, you know, I mean, just, he just doesn't know what to expect. I mean, just, just fear and going, ah, you know, all this stuff. And so I go, this is, this is the baby, the family. This is my little boy. I mean, I love him so much. I'm more than my own life. And, I mean, he's been through so much, I just have a sense of heart for him. So I get down real close, and I get my Parker, and I put my hand right around him. I said, Parker, look at Daddy. And, ooh, those big old eyes, ooh, the tears just rolling down. And, and I said, Park, no, cry, buddy. He says, I said, Daddy, you know Daddy loves you so much. Uh-huh. And, and I says, you know it's going to be okay, right? He goes, uh-huh. He gets, starts to get a little bit of a smile on his face, and I go, Parker, yoink, you know, and right, uh, he's going, ah, around the bed, you know. dad of the year award, right, I got parents behind me going, oh, that guy is so terrible, I can't believe he did that to that cute little boy. Now, I really didn't feel good doing that. I mean, I'm going to say, I mean, dad, dad, no, 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 no. Y'all, what, what must y'all think of me? No, I, I, I promise. No, now, as my dad heart, it wasn't like, I mean, great. You know, I mean, I didn't like he was crying. I didn't like that he was scared. I mean, it, it, it did. I mean, it hurt. It didn't hurt enough that I wouldn't, you know, down the slide, but, you know. But the reason I did, there's a reason I did that. You know, I got in a slide, and, I, and the green light goes, and I'm going down. The reason I did it is because I knew that when I reached the bottom of the slide, I knew what would be waiting for me, an angry wife. No. <laughs> I made sure she was on the other side of the park. Man, I wasn't even going to mess with that. No, I'm just, okay. I knew what was waiting for me. I knew, and I was just dead on right. That when, I mean, I came around the final curve, and, even as I'm coming into the final part, I can see he's over on the side. He's just jumping up and down, thumbs up. It was awesome! <laughs> and he, I want to do it again. And he did that slide, I don't know, I don't know how many times. Now, why did I do that? I'm not, is it because I'm a mean dad? Maybe somebody thinks so, I don't know. No, it's because I know my son. I know him. I know him very well. I know his strengths. I know his weaknesses. I know what he's ready for and what he's not ready for. I know how to, how to talk with him and how to encourage him and how to help him get through new things. I did it not just be a mean dad or say, hey, let's find out if this works, because I knew him well enough that even though he was scared, even though he wasn't sure, that I knew at the end he would be so happy. And he was. Because I knew my son. 
The Lord is the same way. He knows you. He knows you intimately. He knows your strengths and your weaknesses. He knows what you're ready for. He knows what you're not ready for. He knows where you've been and what you've done. He knows what's ahead. God is not going to lead you to a place or call you to a commitment that, he, that you're not ready for. He's not going to call you to do something that he didn't make you for. He's not going to put you there in that moment where I know it's scary to take that step, to jump off and to say, I'm going to do what God called me to do. He's not going to put you in that moment without a reason. Yes, it is scary. Yes, taking up your cross, denying self and saying, I am following Jesus, whatever he tells me to do. It will be scary at times. There'll be moments you're going, I don't know if I can do this. But your Father knows you. And He loves you. Then you can imagine. He's not going to put you in a place to harm you. He's not going to call you to make the commitment that you're not meant to make. I promise you, when God says, step here, He's going to take care of you when you make that step. And friends, that's for all of us. Because adults, you know this morning that we still are challenged with this, even we're well past the time of youth. Youth, I want you to understand that the challenge of making commitments, it doesn't get any easier. They get bigger, they get harder. They get more scary. But God will call you to take his step, not your own. You've got to say, I'm going to deny self, not do it my way. I'm going to take up the cross, the purpose of what he has called me to do. And when he puts me in that place, no matter how frightening it seems, no matter how big and overwhelming it seems, I'm going to have confidence in the one who called me here. I'm going to follow Jesus. That is being a disciple of Jesus Christ. He loves you. He's planned for you. He's got the next step right ahead. So friends, I say this to all of you, no matter youth, adult, anywhere in between. What's the step you need to make? Youth, you may, have, you may go, I know my step because I made it a camp and I, I mean, it was clear, the message, here's, the, here's what it is. Guess what? You've got to make the commitment again. You've got to make that step again today. It's not a one and done type of thing. In fact, I will tell you this morning, youth uh, and anybody else, if, if you haven't made that same commitment again this morning, if you haven't reaffirmed it with God, you need to do it right now. Because I'm just going to take a bet that some of you who were at camp made a commitment and you go, oh yeah, I made that commitment and since I got back, I haven't been doing very good with it. It's because you've got to redo it every day. And guess what? If you messed it up yesterday, he's willing to let you recommit it today. Church, how many times have we just go about so many days, we don't even know where we're going? If you don't know where you're going, you're going to end up where you don't want to be. Deny self. Say, I'm not, my choices are not my own. What does God call me to do? Make the step. Commit. Whether it's the hundredth day in a row or the first day, commit to taking that action today.
because you know God loves you. Would you pray with me this morning? Father, we love you and we just rejoice in your mighty name. Thank you for the testimonies we hear from our youth today. Thank you for John and our other leaders and their just heart to, uh, to be encouragers and to be your instruments just to be able to speak words and give direction and clarity. God, thank you for that. I mean, we, there's so much to rejoice in today. God, thank you for the awesome reminder of what it means to follow our Savior Jesus Christ, to, to deny self, not to say no to everything, it's to say just my decisions, my choices, my actions, my life is not my own. To take up the cross, to take up the thing you have called for each one of us, and to take that step, to take a step forward, Actually do the thing you called us to do. Not talk about it. Not just pray about it. Not just give a testimony of it. But to actually do it. So God, I pray that you help all of us today. Whether we've made that step recently or not. I pray that you help all of us today make a step forward. Make a commitment. God, if if it's just a reaffirming. God, call us to do so in this moment. Thank you for the awesome privilege that we have always to be just one step away from doing the thing you want us to do. Thank you for your patience and your loving kindness and your forgiveness when we have failed, when we have started stepping our own way again, when we refuse to deny self or take up our cross. Thank you for your willingness to be there and still say, I'm ready to have you follow me again. Thank you for that love you constantly show us. Thank you for the reminder that you are not there to harm us. God, that you, you take all, all things, work them for good for those who love you and call according to your purpose. It means, God, you're going to take anything. God, it doesn't mean it'll always be easy, but God, that you will bring awesome things about and that your plans are mightier than anything we could come up with. So thank you for that reminder of how much you love us and how much you care, even when we doubt it or when we cannot see it. God, we thank you. We love you. We pray all this and ask for the work to be done by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.